Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Al Stock Trades. In this video, uh, we're starting it a little early. Um, happy Tuesday. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and recap on the Clover Assistance Showcase video. We went ahead and watched it uh, back in October, but we never gave some remarks and added some color into this. Um, so this video is going to be um, corresponding to essentially that, you know, essentially, let me show you here, um, the Clover Assistant. Uh, and then also we're going to talk about uh, kind of what we expect for the future for Clover Health and some guidance they kind of gave out um, in their investor presentation, which we'll pull up here as well. And um, just kind of my thoughts on the market. And um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, so I said here, I'm about to sell all my stocks for Bitcoin. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, it seems that if that doesn't scream, uh, let me see. I bet you Bitcoin has probably increased in price recently. Oh, it's dropping now a little bit, but it's definitely reached an all-time high for um, the past 52 weeks, I assume. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we're going to go ahead and uh, get this started here. <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and uh, increase the screen. And so, well, first, let me kind of explain to you my thoughts. First off, I've been up all night, been working hard, our uh, lab research, um, licensing exam. It's just, it's been, it's been definitely a challenge, but uh, you know, what else am I going to do? Right. Do Uber. Come on now. Right. I'm just kidding. Right. I just, um, I like the challenge. So um, in this regards, the Clover assistant is part of Clover Health. And there has been a lot of talk about this particular side of Clover. A lot of healthcare analysts don't quite understand it because they're not doctors, right? And um, I'm going to give you a perspective from my point of view as someone who's done clinicals and someone who... Um, has an appetite for um, technology and has really seen just the terrible workflows that doctors have to do and all the unnecessary stupid clicks that they have to do in order to um, take care of their patients. So, um, yeah. So when the Clover Assistant rolled out, and when they basically brought this presentation into our, our eyes, um, a couple things stood out to me. This is Dr. Kumar Damaranjan, a um, very uh, well-renowned uh, cardiologist and um, well-published in prominent scientific journals, such as the New England Journal of Medicine. And uh, what he's trying to explain to here is... This is the typical workflow, let's say, of a workup for a particular patient. And as you can see here in the upper left, you get an integrated um, symbiotic workflow between um, understanding the patient, the subjective, to the left side, which is supporting evidence, which is objective. But interestingly, it doesn't 
just give you the information. It actually gives it to you in a way that is clinically relevant. Okay. Like for example, um, April, uh, 13, 2023, this patient's GFR was 44, which is the glomerular filtration rate. These are the different types of stages that we like to look at patients. There's stage 3A and stage 3B. Ultimately, a few months after this patient's glomerular filtration rate decreased to 39 from April to July. So that's what April, May, June, July, within four months, we saw a you know, pretty significant decrease, right? So um, then what ends up happening is the patient um, has a workup from, let's say, another doctor, or maybe it's the doctor from, you know, it could be a nephrologist, it could be, the, you know, the same doctor, but they have this natural language processing, which is a new feature that just rolled out, you know, just a new thing that just came out uh, in 2022, November with OpenAI. It's been around GPT-3 and all that, but they integrated this where it reorganizes unstructured data, okay? So they take unstructured, messy, messy data and they reintegrate this into a sophisticated manner for where the physician can read. Now, from my clinical experience, when I was doing my family medicine rotation, I was, um, you know, I was with this really great family doctor. He's been practicing medicine um, probably longer than. 50% of the people, no, probably longer than 80% of the people watching this video, right? He's been practicing medicine for over 55 years. <laughs> it's a long time. He's an old doc, right? So interestingly, actually, no, yeah, over 55 years. Yeah, I think in the 60s, it's, it's insane. Unfortunately, as I was helping him with the epic, electronic medical health record system. I was watching the patient's glomerular filtration rate dropping, but I was watching the physician not address this. In fact, it was a point where I had to interject. I said, you know what, uh, you know what, doc, can I say something, please? The patient's glomerular filtration rate is decreasing. What are ways we can tackle this? Right? And, um, you know, we talked a little bit about medication adherence. We talked a little bit about X, Y, and Z. But ultimately, it was a lot of hand-waving and a lot of just kind of wizardry um, and not a systematic way of treating each and every patient that's organized, that's data-driven. Um. The, the doctor's intuition is better than mine, but his practice of medicine is that uh, a little bit outdated. And um, within six months of that rotation, a paper came out um, 
from the New England Journal of Medicine. And uh, I'm going to talk to you about this paper as we progress with this video here. So um, Clover Assistant is then able to go ahead and talk about PTH. You know, or did you order a PTH? You know, that's important uh, because it gives you kind of the, uh, you know, uh, disease prognosis. Um, uh, I don't want to go into the science, but it's just it's part of the workup. I don't want to lose folks. Then the Clover assistant says, hey, did you consider starting an ACE inhibitor or ARB? I will go into the science in this one because it's going to be crucial to what I'm talking about. So ACE inhibitors are like, for example, lisinopril. It's used for the management of um, you know, hypertension, but also chronic kidney disease. And what it ultimately does, it inhibits the... Um, uh, ACE, uh, um, it's an ACE inhibitor, but there's a um, little enzyme in the lungs that takes angiotensin 1 to angiotensin 2. And if you inhibit that, um, you decrease systemic pressing of the you know, vasoconstriction that angiotensin 2 has. But most importantly, you go ahead and decrease something called aldosterone, which is something that brings in sodium and kicks out potassium. So by you inhibiting this, you essentially block the absorption of sodium, which is kind of salt, which raises your blood pressure. So interestingly, it, it does cause hyperkalemia, which is an increase in potassium, which is why it, it gives you, hey, you know, you know, make sure you check the potassium because, you know, patients that have, let's say, heart problems, you know, they could get affected by this. But ultimately, ACE inhibitors have been um, discovered to actually decrease mortality and make people live longer suffering for chronic kidney disease. It actually is one of those things. But there's other drugs too, like beta blockers and others that are um, guided by data-driven um, approaches in medicine uh, that are uh, um, evidence-based. So I'm going to go ahead and, and kind of um, fast-forward to this and... Um, you know, this is great to look at the protein ratio uh, for, for proteinuria. Uh, it's a sign of, um, uh, to see if, you know, how good the kidneys are, you know, essentially functioning. Are they, are they losing protein? You know, you, you don't really, you don't, you don't want them to lose protein. I'm trying to make this video as basic as I can, but I'm just trying to explain to you guys kind of um, the interpretation here because this is actually really smart, Okay. I mean, th these people are very smart, okay? So then it says, you know, let's say possible contraindication, an SGLT2 inhibitor. Interestingly, when I was doing my rotation and I started my internal medicine rotation, again, I'm trying to go into neurosurgery, but, you know, the beautiful part about being a doctor from the United States is that make they make us go through everything. Because, you, you know, when we graduate with our MD, we want to make sure, you know, you know, you're our doctor first. You know, I don't give a crap about what you want to specialize in, right? We want you to make sure you have, a, you know, some adequacy. So what we're going to do now is we're going to just see if I can just give you that paper. In fact, I, I actually sent this paper out back in uh, way back when during um, my rotations, um, SGLT2, because I was doing my internal medicine rotation 
And all of a sudden, um, let's see if I can find it here. Amy Stussman, one of the internal medicine block directors. Anywho, I can't I I, I can't find the uh, um, the thing here, but uh, I think it's a the, the journal, New England. A paper came out. Uh, CKD. There it is. I think there it is. January 12, 2023. Um, and it talked about how, you know, this drug could be actually used to help patients with chronic kidney disease. And also this one here too, regarding heart failure and all this other stuff. So, so, um, uh, this is actually really important because what Clover Assistant is doing is it's taking papers that were just recently published that change how medicine is practiced and is able to apply. Because a lot of these doctors that are in rural areas, they have to apply for a relicense, right? But also they go to conferences every year. It's called you know CME, Continuing Medical Education. And they have to like develop a certain, you know, when you go into medicine, they say like what you learn in med school 10 years out, you know, half is going to be right and the other half is going to be wrong. You just don't know which half. I know a little bit being a basic scientist. I know which half. Tend, technically, the basic science tends to say, say, stay the same. It's more the clinically stuff that changes. But what ends up happening is every time a new study comes out that actually changes how medicine is practiced, if I can give you an example, um, let's say uh, I'm trying to go ahead and build houses and I have a mixture of, let's say, 20% concrete and 80% X. And the next year we find out that, you know, you need 34% concrete and that makes the best building or whatever, right? Um, that's medicine, right? So if we find out that, hey, you know what, actually adding this medication is actually going to help with the longevity of the patient and actually help decrease mortality. Um, it, it, it's, it, you know, and how we discover this is in like rat models, then we do a group and then we test it. If you, that's a whole different, out of the scope of this stock market, you know, you know, channel here, right? Um, so, the, you know, I, so I like how it does that and it gives you possible contraindications. You see, it's, this is a very sophisticated way of taking care of your patients. And it, you know, it reminds me of me doing, doing some research in AI. And it reminds me of like how radiologists now are going to be augmented with AI reading their radiological images. They can't rely on the AI, but they like use it to basically increase their efficiency. Um, and uh, let me just go ahead and kind of fast forward this. And and these are all the other diseases that basically they, uh, um, you know, they, they, they look at. And, you know, in here they talk about the data silos. And again, this is going to be a very in-depth video. Again, these are for folks that are very serious about trying to understand what's going on here, right? Um, so there's a lot of data, data silos in medicine and... You know, I found that, you know, when we were doing my family medicine rotation, I saw that, um, you know, I was working with a family doc and he was essentially, uh, it was a stupid fly here, 
um, he was essentially sometimes reordering the same test other doctors ordered. And that just increases cost, right? You know, so, if, you know, if, if, since Clover is the ultimate payer and they know exactly what the patient got, it's in their best interest to kind of dissolve all these data silos and be able to reintegrate everything into the EHR, into their Clover assistant and within the EHR to show, hey, this patient actually already got this lab test. This was the result. Would you like another one? <laughs> you know? And ultimately, um, you know, this will, and if they still still select yes, even after the patient got it three days ago, that's practicing bad medicine. But ultimately, I don't think doctors would like to do that. And if they do, hopefully Clover talks to them. Um, and they are leveraging advances in uh, large language models and generative AI because in medicine, there's just a lot of unstructured data. We don't want any hallucinations, but if we're able to just take all this unstructured data and then formulate it into a sentence that is able to be actionable clinically and actually clinically relevant, it will actually increase the proficiency and the efficiency of the physician um, or healthcare provider. Um, so, th so that's that regards. Now, if you go into, now again, as you can see here, this is what they're doing, right? Now, if you don't recall, if you go to um, Mayo Clinic, they recently uh, published a um, press release that talked about how Mayo Clinic is deploying and, and test Microsoft generative AI tools, right? And they're using this um, large language models to assist physicians in collecting and stacking a lot of corpus of data. And um, so, you know, and I, I was part of the Mayo Clinic system when I did my research here there. So, you know, th they're going ahead, and, and, and this picture is not the generative AI, it's just a general picture here, right? Using an old old mouse there. <laughs> so, you know, they're, they're, maybe we can take a picture here. See, sorry, click on this video here. Maybe, maybe they might have something here. Um, uh, but I saw like a nice video of it uh, from from the from the CEO um, who gave me a scholarship. Uh, very nice gentleman, um, the CEO and president of all three Mayo clinics. Um, so you already start seeing Mayo, Cleveland. All these folks are starting to basically get into this generative AI because it's just it's going to make things better. Okay. And um, we're already starting to see them deploying it. And I feel like, you know, these folks, uh, Clover, have a better competitive advantage over Mayo Clinic because they are the ultimate payer. Mayo Clinic isn't the payer unless they have their own plans. But ultimately, they take plans, traditional Medicare and whatnot. And they don't really have all the paperwork that, let's say, this patient who came from God knows where they don't have all that paperwork because they, you know, they may see Doctor X from, let's say, a different hospital, and Doctor B from like a community hospital, and, and you know, with Clover, you know, you're, they're paying all these doc, they're, they're they're paying, they're in the insurer, right? So they have all this data, um, which is kind of one of the reasons why I think the non-insurance side didn't work because they ultimately weren't. It wasn't the insurance side, if that makes sense. So they have to figure out that gap. How could we make what we saw with the decrease in MCR from the insurance side and implemented to the non-insurance side.
So let's fast forward here. And again, I, I don't have to listen to this. I already listened to it. So I'm just trying to explain it to you. And um, so, you know, this is talking about, um, oh yeah, here's, here, here's another good one. Let me fast forward here. Um, yeah. So this is what I was talking about when you have a patient discharge from a hospital and let's say labs were ordered. A lot of physicians talked to Clover and they gave him feedback and said, listen, could you go ahead and, 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 uh, um, could you go ahead and essentially, um, well, let me see here. Yeah. You know what, man? I have been up all night. It's, uh, I've been up all night and, uh, I'm busy and I don't have to make this video. So if you don't like it, you could just click off. You know what I mean? I'm just giving you my thinking. And if you don't like it, my friend, you could just click off. Right. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not a YouTuber. I'm just giving you my insights. And if you don't like it, you know, you know, buzz off. Right. Uh, so, uh, what we're seeing here is physicians went in and they came in and they said, we needed to go ahead and give them feedback. And they took in the physician's feedback and they integrated these labs all together from hospitals and whatnot. And what they found was that um, this ultimately will decrease the cost because then it's the doctors don't have to reorder labs that the insurer ends up paying. So you start seeing this, this, this just positive feedback loop of an insurance uh, platform that's actually listening. You see, if you go ahead, talk to any doctor that exists um, within our healthcare system, they're going to tell you that they effing hate the insurance, uh, uh, the, the you know insurance programs. They they hate the insurer. They don't like Humana. They don't like United Healthcare. They hate these people. These people don't just when you talk to them, they just don't listen. They don't. They, you know they tell you know they tell you how to practice medicine, and they're not doctors. With Clover, because they're so focused on with the Clover assistant that, that the only reason why they became an insurer was because they want to democratize their software. That's the only way to do it. You can't just go outside a doctor's office and say, knock the door and say, Hey, hey here's my software. You're going to say no, because they don't have time. But if you're the insurer, well, then things are different, right? So that's ultimately what's happening here. Um, and you click on the discharge summary, it gives you this. And then what's going to happen is they're going to use generative AI to give you the most detailed orientated thing. So then they go in, they talk about more of the data silos and whatnot. And then, and then they, you know, they talk about the lab, lab panels and tests that um, they're able to get. And they're combining the EHR integration. And this is where they show the integration. This is actually huge. I believe this is Athena. And you can see, like, this could be Epic, this could be Cerner. What's happening now is you have a um, a platform on which the doctor uses their, um, you know, to take care of their patients. And then they click on this button here, and the clover pops out. And then what I saw is if they click the button, they're able to take the codes, and codes are annoying, right? 
and they're able to take the codes and they're able to integrate the codes into Athena automatically. And this type of integration is incredible and it really saves the doctor time. Now, the only thing I would say is, you know, it's, it's still causing the doctor to click around a little bit and there has to be a way if they can to where the doctor is able to work um, on the Clover assistant and somehow the Clover assistant is able to take over and make it a little bigger screen. Cause if I was a you know, physician taking care of this, uh, um, I would, uh, what I would do, and this is what Andrew Toy uh, was saying, I, I would essentially um, open up a new computer and just log in and do it separately because this is a little too small for me. But if we had a way to essentially make this bigger and then they put in the information with the Clover Assistant and then they just press a button and the Clover Assistant automatically integrates that information to the Athena Epic Cerner, like just one button like that, guys. Holy moly. That will literally change the game and it will cause the Clover Assistant to be the main user of this. Where they just play. So and that's what this that's what they're working on. These people are not stupid, right? You know, that's what they're uh, working on. Okay. <clears throat> so so there's that. Um so let's fast forward here. Okay. So we got the integration in um uh, 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 so let's go ahead and, um, yeah. So in the beginning uh, of the video, I went ahead and I said that I was tired and I slept, I didn't sleep. Um, so my apologies, uh, if I'm coming off that way, but, um, I'm giving you a, your comment and I'm showcasing it. Uh, um, so I don't think that makes me, I, I could easily just, you know, delete you and block you right now, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying my best to, to, to teach. Right. And I'm, you know, it's a, I don't have to make this video again. I'm not a YouTuber, right? I'm I don't make money off of YouTube. Right. Uh, I do, I have businesses and I'm going to be a brain surgeon. I, I don't, you know, I, I don't need, uh, you know, YouTube. I do this to help, uh, um, you know, the retail investor community space. Okay. So, um, you know, if you like it, stick around. If not, you know, I, I, I you know, this, uh, this is not your typical YouTube channel, right? We, we don't, we're not, we're not, a, we, we're not reliant on, on views. Um, you know, so anywho, uh, by the way, there's a lot of comments here we're going to go through. Okay. Someone said, uh, Clover should, uh, by the way, good, good morning. Um, Clover should pay you for PR. Uh, yeah, maybe. Right. <laughs> uh, um, but what you're seeing here is, um, you're seeing these folks that have really tremendous ML, uh, which is honestly, you know, first it was called data science, then it was called machine learning. Now it's called artificial intelligence, right? So it's, it's, you know, it's just a, a bunch of names for the same damn thing. But um, you're getting all this just messy data from the pharmacy, customer service data, integration, lab results. I mean, this is a messy business, right? And they're basically taking it into creating clinical insights and then they have the interface, which they this is the higher level of thinking. They really go in and utilize the interface. Um, and some of the may be blocked by other EHRs, but hopefully they can get around that. But overall, um, 
Oh yeah, and by the way, yeah, I know it's it's okay, man. You know, I I, I totally uh, you know, you know, to to totally understand. I just just wanted to give you kind of my response. Yeah, I'm really tired right now, right? But I'm I'm really trying to make this video for you guys because I really don't have time to do it in the future. So, um, okay, so. Now we talked about this. We talked about the integration here, and this is kind of a little bit more regarding kind of the um, embedded integration. This is him sh kind of showing uh, how, um, and again, I think it can get bigger, and they, and hopefully they're able to to uh, cop just automatically paste. But they did show that, and all you got to do is just say copy, copy, copy. But if there's a way to somehow integrate it automatically and use generative AI. And just copy and paste it to each like Clover Assistant would essentially know that oh I'm working with the Athena system I'm working with the Epic system I'm working with the you know whatever system Cerner system you know I need to basically you know this is the structure of it right if you do that then uh, this could be a standalone product where they could just go ahead and use that so 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 that is that um, and then let me go ahead and. See, okay, good. So now, okay, so now that we went ahead and kind of went over the Clover Assistant and 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 we really just kind of, you know, not the best organization, but went over kind of my thoughts and my experience with the science, the, all this other data and, 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 and stuff. Now I want to go ahead and, and focus a little bit more on um, the future of, of, of this technology. So, so let's go ahead and and, um, and 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 let's just kind of talk about that real quick here, okay, guys? So, where do I see this? Well, if I was a physician using Clover Assistant, they pay me more, right? Because I'm doing more work. I'm kind of technically doing a little bit more work. Obviously, I'm benefiting from this work, but I'm doing a little bit more work, so I'm getting paid more to see Clover patients. Now, obviously, this is not a conflict of interest. But I'm not going to lie to you. If, you know, my patients, if I'm getting paid more, but my patients are ultimately getting their CKD caught earlier, uh, their, um, uh, you know, diabetes caught earlier. I mean, hell, I mean, I mean, if, if usually patients talk to their doc, hey, doc. What Medicare Advantage plan do you recommend? I'm going to have to say, I'm going to be like, well, uh, I like Clover Health. I get paid a little bit more. But what we've seen is that people that have Clover Health, they tend to live longer. They have um, uh, more. Uh, well, that's really cool. That's a little highlighter, but it's, you can't really see it. Um, so, uh, right. Um, they, 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 they live longer. They. Um, have uh, we get to catch their diabetes early? You know X, Y, and Z. Ultimately, as a doctor that is using Clover, I feel like this is going to spread through the physician. I mean, I'm telling, I'm just looking at this right now, and they're solving issues that just annoy the crap out of doctors. These, are, I mean, and, and, and how do they know this? Well, because it's 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 a, it, and they've been saying it from day one. It's, it's it's a software created by doctors for doctors, right? And, and it's it. it it just makes, like, like I'm not gonna lie to you guys. Like, you know, if I wasn't interested in in uh, in neurosurgery, I would totally say, man, you know, family, this makes family medicine fun again, right? Because you're, it's giving you 
it's doing the work, right? And you just sit down and and talk to the patient, and it tells you, hey, did you consider this? I'm like, yeah, let's do that, right? And you're just having fun talking to the patient, and that really is the joy of medicine. That um, life in our system just takes a dagger and cuts open the heart of third year and fourth year medical students and residents and just puts a you know bomb in the chest and just explodes any passion people have in medicine because of how disgusting our healthcare system is so so just to give you guys a little bit of example how dark healthcare is it's just it's it's crap I'm, I'm like i'm behind the curtains now and i don't like what i see don't get sick in this country right but with clover assistant what i'm seeing is 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 um something marvelous here and they just got to work on the integration a little bit more but they have something they really do um but i don't think like i always thought like potentially the it's the patients that are going to be spreading hey you should be on clover hey you should be on clover and you know maybe they are but i think the doctors are going to be spreading word of mouth here are they going to say hey i love clover i love clover um the question is, are they going to go ahead and there's going to be competition? I don't want, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't want the other person to have clover. I, I want all the clover patients, right? So they're going to have to somehow find a way to, you know, make doctors make more money for advocating for clover. But overall, ultimately, this is kind of weird because I, you know, if you get paid for something, like, how can you recommend it for a patient? Uh, it seems like a conflict of interest. But ultimately, if you're recommending something for the patient that ultimately is going to make them live longer, I think that supersedes ethical values. And to all the physicians that are watching, can you kind of help me out here? I don't know. I need some experienced physicians. Global-minded? I mean, help me out here, right? I just, I don't know. Uh, this is um, a bit over my pay grade, right? I don't know. Uh, but ultimately, I don't see an ethical issue here You know, until you know the physician needs to Say, hey, I get paid a little extra by using this, but ultimately my patients live longer and they're healthier, right? So, so there's that. Um, so that's how I think Clover Health is going to spread. I think it's going to spread by the doctors. The doctors are going to be the ones that are going to say, hey, and um, we also need some. Um, we need to figure out a way uh, if this can get into academic uh, PubMed. Research. I mean, they can, this can be um, published not from Clover, but an independent study. But then that's like proprietary and all this information out there. So it'll, it'll help, but will it help that much? I leave that to Clover to decide. Um, but ultimately, um, let me go ahead and log in here for Clover, and let me show you something else here. Let me let me show you something else. Look at the investor relationship page here. Uh, investor relation, financial releases, quarterly results. Okay, so let me go ahead and look at Clover here. Okay, so let's open up the, the screen here and let's, uh, here, okay. So goals of 2024 and beyond. So they gave, went ahead and gave us this. So the first one is um, adjusted EBITDA profitability. Targeting full year 2024 positive adjusted EBITDA as Clover Health continues on its path to profitability. You know, they're not going to become net income profit. They're still going to burn cash, but they're going to have free cash flow positive, which is able to sustain the business. Um, 
Then they're expecting uh, in 2024 to return to 3.5 star ratings with a pathway to for further upside. There's another company that we're going to be talking about. I really like them. It's called Align Health, Alignment Health. Um, they're actually increasing in memberships. They actually also upgraded to four stars. So they're, you know, they're a lot better than Clover from that regards, but their MCR has increased versus Clover's MCR on the insurance side decreased. So, you know, there's a give or take. Um, they're going to be more sustainable and they're going to be profitable, but this is kind of what I'm talking. That's what I want to pivot to right now, guys, right? Expansion of offerings, new go-to-market capabilities that widen our ability to manage more Medicare lives. Didn't say Medicare Advantage lives, but if you don't recall in the last earnings report, they went ahead and they talked about um, how uh, you know the analyst was saying, hey, I thought the non-insurance side was just fully composed of ACO and that's it. Are you telling me there's non-insurance Medicare Advantage side? Because I'm telling you guys, if this is truly the case, and if this works, and if this Clover Assistant helps my patients live longer, then I would want a Humana patient on this. I would want a United Healthcare patient on this. I would want Clover Assistant everywhere because it's just going to make my life easy. I forgot to say one thing. Um, another thing I want to talk about is the 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 director of the, the the guy who is responsible for the EHR integration. You know, the 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 ML scientist. He said that what they're working on now is the ability to have ambient scribe dictation. Um, now I've seen other companies do this, so it's not really that big of a deal but if an insurance company already has this on there you know we always are scared of hipaa uh and if the insurance company has this well then who gives a crap right it's the insurance company it's hipaa certified right um for folks that don't know what i'm talking about you know let's say if you know you're like you know i'm, I'm talking to you and, and and you're explaining to me what ails you and i say you know how long have you had this and well, Doc, you know, I had this a couple days ago and, you know, now I'm starting to get a cough. And and so as you're talking, um, this AI is able to record and transcribe what you're saying and is able to um, then use the generative AI to put it in a very structured format. And if you don't recall, if you go to ChatGPT, um, they're, 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 um, on, on, on the audio, their ability to take in the, the audio and convert it into text is that's it's so good. Um, so I think, you know, integrating that too, it just makes my life easier. Like, of course I want a humane patient on this damn thing. Um, and I think that's why maybe they haven't talked about the non-insurance side too much. Cause I think that's Clover's way of experimenting to see, can we give Clover assistant out without being the insurer? And from the ACO side, it seems as it's a no, but they are confident in that CMS might change some things, which I hope Andrew Toy mentions. Maybe he doesn't want to mention on purpose because of competition, but I kind of would want to know what are the things that he found that makes ACO not work with Clover Assistant? And does this apply to their non-insurance side, Medicare Advantage? Is that something they haven't touched on? 
But guess what? This next earnings report, they're going to have to touch on it because if you remove ACO and you give me a non-insurance revenue, where the hell is this revenue coming from? You're going to have to talk about it, buddy, right? So um, I'm, about, I'm, I'm, I'm about to go through the comments right now. There's a lot of comments. So I'm going to go through them right now. But that's kind of what I wanted to talk about here. And I'm sorry for this long video. But again, there's just so much to dissect here. And no one's actually spent time to sit down. Not in the best way. I'm tired as hell. But just to sit down and just like one-on-one -on -one talk about the Clover Assistant. And it's very difficult for me as someone who's currently in you know training here to go from science to like talking to investors it's very hard to go from like talking about you know you know the sglt2 inhibitors and you know ace inhibitors and and and, and, and explain it in an easier way i mean you know i i that's why i'm in med school right so um all right uh okay so there's that um so are we reaching profitability this year? So it'll be adjusted EBITDA profitability. Net income will be non-profitable, but it'll be free cash flow positive. Okay. Uh, Ro, don't mind. Thanks for taking the time. I, I, I appreciate it, man. No, I appreciate it. What would you value the SaaS? Ah, business. And this, it seems like it could be extremely valuable SaaS model. Yes. Yes. It's just they have to prove that it can work when they're not the insurer. Um. I would say, guys, this could be anywhere between a multiple of anywhere between two to five, right? And even more, like a price to sales. Um, just to give you an example, I think Palantir is at what, 15, 20 plus price to sales? Maybe 40, I don't know. I, I have to look. Um, yeah, so we're going to have to see, but this definitely increases the evaluation for sure, but they just have to show that it works. Are they paying for access to use these APIs? Yeah, so that is the question. Are they paying for access to use the APIs? I assume from your question of Epic, Humane, I'm sorry, Epic, Cerner, Athena, are they paying access for this? I assume so. I mean, they have to, right? We're going to have to see, right? Um, have they released surveys of doctors which reflect their opinion on clothes? Yeah, they, they, they did. They, they released videos and whatnot. You can find them online. Al, I bought a $1 call option, expired last week for 12, a contract and his exercise, but it cost base 84. How does that work? I'm happy to take that. Yeah, the thing is, I unfortunately, I can't give out personal financial advice. I, I um, So we're actually working on acquiring the license for it. We're on that target, along with all the other things I'm trying to do. Uh, it's been... <laughs> <laughs> it's been hard, uh, but as of now, I I, I can't uh, I, I can't give uh, um, uh, financial advice, right? Not a financial advisor. It's just for again uh, educational purposes, right? Um, and I you know I appreciate it, Thomas. You know I'm you know I'm trying my best here, trying to you know tr try my best. Uh, yeah. So so that's kind of my understanding for Clover. Now here's the thing. Let me give you something that's kind of worrying me. Uh, let me double check. Um, hold on. So let me tell you, I'm actually worried about Clover, right? And let me explain why. So if I go ahead right now, yeah, they see nothing, no news. I'm, I'm surprised. And can someone educate me? Um, aren't they supposed to be releasing the earnings, like like the, the date on when Clover is going to release their earnings? Uh, I'm kind of worried about that, you know? It's been kind of some time. Uh, I don't know. 
right? I mean, I'm just trying to figure it out. Like, what? I don't know why they're not releasing it. So, uh, maybe someone can email them and message me. I don't know. Just yeah, I'm kind of worried about it. I don't know. Like, why? Why they haven't talked about it yet? Um, could it be that just the new CFO is just kind of taking things and trying to figure things out and you know organize all that data? I don't know, guys. I don't know. So, so that's something that we need to take a look at because uh, historically, from an MIT study, if a, a particular company reports earnings later than normal, uh, then that could be detrimental. Right? It could be. It could mean meaning that they're not going to um, beat earnings from the streets. Uh, the biggest concern I have, honestly, is what happens if the Q4 MCR insurance spiked up. That would be detrimental. That would just destroy. That would be very upsetting. Like if the insurance side spikes up, oh, I'm gonna be so pissed. I'm like, God damn. Okay, that's not good. Uh, uh, so that's what I'm gonna look at right now, right? So that's what I'm trying to look at, and um, so hopefully they release their earnings, and hopefully the insurance side is good because if not, then boy, we got some problems because you can't use COVID as an excuse, right? So that's over, right? So uh, not over, not over all the way, but it's pretty much done being a, a prominent uh, excuse here. So. All right, folks. Well, my apologies for uh, the video here. It took this long. I wasn't expecting to make it this long. But again, I'm just trying to sit down with you guys and just explain it to you, um, the Clover Assistant, and, and why it could be so useful, and give it to you in a way that, in line, you know, gives you my experience. Because usually, I don't like to put my opinions in. This had a lot of my opinions, right? Um, but I really think there's some potential here. And you tell me an insurance company like Humana or United Healthcare, behemoth company listening to their doctors. Ah, ah right. Clover is just intimately linked with their doctors and they're and they're run by doctors. So, you know, this thing's being designed by them. And it's not just being designed by stupid doctors. No, it's designed by academic doctors. Um, you know, Dr. Demaraj is a smart guy, you know, very, very nice gentleman. Um, so yeah, I don't know guys. So we're going to have to see what's going on here, but overall, I think uh, we're on the right track. We just have to, uh, cut off that ACO side, hopefully return to it when it's, uh, you know, whenever the, whenever, you know, whatever doesn't work, work. But, uh, overall, I think, um, you know, we are and should be seeing some proof of concept this year in regards to Clover. If we go ahead and go to just kind of the, uh, overall Clove stock right now and look at year to date. We're up 4.69%. And again, we were up like 6-7%. And if you go ahead and look at the SPY, um, SPY is up 4.7%. And then um, Clover is up 4.69%. Um, so, you know, right in line with the S&P 500 performance, you know. And again, it got beat, it got, you know, beat pretty hard. So, yeah. So, anyway, folks, pleasure and uh, honor to you know be able to give you guys this again my apologies for making it long but it is what it is uh if you guys uh like what we have and want to see our offerings you could go to alstocktrades.com or check out our top selling book on amazon and uh well i'll see you on the next one <laughs>